Welcome back to Holy Receipts, um, Church or Nah, Part 2. And um, Holy Receipts is the podcast with Lisa, Caitlin, and Jessica, where we just talk about different uh, biblical things and topics within the Christianity, Christianity realm. So hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. I'm Jessica. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to our podcast. Yes. So, Lisa, the last podcast, what is the reason that we're having a part two <laughs> today? Well, yeah, we're having a part two today, everyone, because it was just, there's a lot of factors that goes into why millennials and or Gen Z just can't rot with going and attending church. And so with today's topic, um, we want to expand upon the financial contributions of the church and like their budgets and and um, their spending habits and how that also affects uh, our opinion of whether or not we want to attend church and um, and in 2018, according to this uh, national study of congregations economic practices article or um, database, whatever you want to call it. It says that about 49% of finances go to personnel and 23% of the finances in the church goes towards the facilities. Mm-hmm. So that's about 72% of financial, the financials and spending of uh, the church going towards uh, personnel and facilities. And the remaining 27% of the finances go towards missions, programs, and dues. So I just thought wow. that stat was just uh, very alarming when I thought, you know, the main purpose of the church is to provide to, to the needy and the poor in some fashion but um mm-hmm. it's that's that's not the case with 72 well, percent going towards personnel and facilities yeah that's very misleading and also in the same article it says that 81 percent of a congregation's revenue comes from individual donations so if 81 percent is coming from us as individuals but only, but how much did you say overall? 20%, less than 20% goes to the actual church missions and programs and dues? Yes, less, less than 30%. Wow. Less than 30%. So 81% is individual donations. And of that 81%, only maybe like 20%, if we're only considering donations individually given, goes right. towards what we really think it's going towards. Yes, which is missions and programs and dues and, Ugh. you know, things that we, we want it to go towards. Wow. I know. I'm just, it's very I'm alarming. Flabbergasted, you know. Um, what do you say? You just 
I personally am speechless because at the end of the day, like, when majority of the funding is going into, like, Lisa was saying, and you, Caitlin, were saying as far as um, the article was stating that majority, like over 40% of funding goes towards the personnel serving in the church and then into the upkeep of the, the church building and all the things thereof. It's... Um, it's, it's interesting because at the end of the day, like the investment is in the people who are up, you know, nominated to minister to the congregants or to the um, patrons. And then, you know, now we're investing in the building and making sure mm-hmm. the patrons are comfortable. Like, what color pews should we have? And are the pews plush enough for people to sit in? And like, it's just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, we, is the lighting, we got to put thousands oh, of dollars into the new um, the mega screen. <laughs> like, I, you know, like the screen is as big as like the IMAX theater, you know? Yes. We got to put thousands of right? It's a whole production. So we're investing mm-hmm. in our comfort we're investing in like making sure that you know people are living in these posh lifestyles in the well, midst but... of serving the patrons and then you know many of many of the people who are serving are just serving for free or they're on mm-hmm. um, worship team and they're you know, they've trained all their lives to play instruments or to sing with their vocals, and they're not paid for that. However, are going through all the things to be able to um, do their best in front of, like, hundreds of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're not even seeing any of that money either. So it's like and really interesting yeah. to me, and I'm just like, well, where is it going? And where then is it you hear going? things, and I, you know, and then you hear things about like, you know, we're believing God for a jet, and we're believing God for a runway. And <laughs> you we're believing in your congregation for that. That's a mess. Okay, I'm not even trying to laugh. Like that's not even funny. But like, okay. If that's yeah okay, you're believing in God to give your congregation the money to give you those thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of and, dollars to mm, maintain a debt, to it. maintain a runway, to maintain a multi-million dollar home plus it, a multi-million dollar cottage mm, uh, vacation. Yes. You know, and, I don't know. And all in the name of Jesus. And, all in the name of Jesus too and all in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach and mm. I just be sitting there just like wow and it makes no sense which is why we kept saying last episode that's a can of worms and that's a can of worms because <laughs> it's so me it's so much it's so it much is. and like when I, we, I was reading this article that was written nine months ago by um 
on Charisma by John Burton, and he was saying um, someone at, you know, a service that he was um, he was going to was saying, I just can't sit through one more church service. I'm like, <laughs> I feel you. I think it's thousands of people that feel him and feel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what many patrons are going through or, you know, and, or like, you know, the holiday season is coming up. So, you know, um, prior to the pre-pandemic, people were spending thousands of dollars in these huge, elaborate um, Christmas production plays, you Mm. know. So true. And I'm like, ooh, you know, you have people flying on strings. Remember that one pastor that he floated oh, down? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I'm not even going to. I shouldn't even be laughing. But And then he said, amen. Yes. He got the same. And he still was like hovering over the platform. And But yeah, so I mean, um, it's really, really interesting. And yet, um, many people are not admonished to bring up these issues because mm-hmm. they might get flack or they might be you know dogged out and dogged out is an American um, African American slang or an American <laughs> slang that means um, talked about really badly um, if you bring up issues such as these um, yep. within um, at, at, it's like you know and then you know when you bring up these issues or you bring up names of certain pastors or you know uh, apostles or whatever um you have the following or the flock or the patrons that will come after you and be like don't talk about my apostle don't talk about my pastor don't talk about we're not talking about <laughs> that we're just pointing out things stating that we see and stating it's, facts yeah. It's, it's based not. upon the articles and the research that uh, has come about. So speaking yes. of which, uh, I think Hillsong was recently within the news. Yes, yes they were. It came at the perfect. I don't say it came at the perfect time because it's terrible what's going on. But like in right, the, in, in the sense. scheme of like our podcast, this yes. came at just the right time because, like. I understand, and this kind of goes into Jessica's point, like, I I understand that, yes, you have to pay the personnel, and you have to pay for the building, because you want the uh, congregation to be comfortable, but are we more concerned about the comfortability of our physical bodies, or our spiritual, like, I feel like Mm. we're forgetting about, hello, what's going on What was the reason? the building looks nice, but what if your congregation is ugly? Like, on the inside. Oh, on the inside. Oh, yeah. Inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, and uh, that just shows with Hillsong, like, all that glitters isn't gold. And um, mm-hmm. I saw this one article that said the lead pastor of Hillsong, Carl Lentz, who is a celebrity and the christian world and has high friends and high places had a 
seven million dollar home. No, 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 one point two selling. What one point two? Okay, well, in the ballpark, like oh no, one point five million dollar home. That is insanity to me, and I don't want to say that pastors can't make an obscene amount of money, but I it makes me wonder, like, at what point is our pastors like? I just, I'm very confused that the like pastors owning these mansions and having these big houses or gated communities, jets, and yes, and SWAT cars to escort them from the church to the the service. That's where the seven, I guess, part of the 72% of the finances is going towards. Um, and then also to clarify, it says that he bought the home for. $1.2 $1.2 million and then sold it for a profit of uh, $1.5 million. Yeah, and got a $300,000 profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's, it doesn't realign. And then also when the staff of the church isn't getting paid a su- sufficient amount of funds too, so it's just like, what what is really mm-hmm. happening here? Um, yes. If, if everyone isn't getting fed yeah, in the capacity um, that they need, um, and then also, um, what it was, what was going on with the private jets? There, I feel like there was a lot of private jets situations. It was there, well, and articles going on. <laughs> that was um, several years ago. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> yes. okay, back to. At the end of the day, this is so disheartening, I feel like, for many other pastors who are out here servicing urban yes. communities or communities that are very um, struggling or destitute that, you know, mm-hmm. are believing God for... And I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a nice building. There's nothing wrong with having enough space for oh, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people to be for in, sure. but... Like, when do we get to a point where we see a balance between the two? Yes. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? I just feel like that some some entities should be um, um, sectioned off in a way that you see that there are pastors going out within the communities or where what have you making sure they're being revitalized and making sure mm-hmm. that there's resources for people to get in, or access to resources for employment or resources for family building or resources for counseling or resources for you know oh, um, yes. single mothers or singles or uh married couples and stuff like that so like yeah yeah I it's really interesting it's disheartening because it's like Jesus has become a brand as opposed to a person who you need Mm -hmm. to have a relationship with like okay come Mm -hmm. follow our church because Jesus is the brand you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's like oh I'm going to go get Wonder Bread or I'm going to go get Jesus but it's like you know, he's like a name that just is so flippantly used and he's a real person who actually died, is is God who died mm-hmm. for mankind, 
who wants to have a relationship with us. And yet it's um, that ideal and that um, area of which, you know, we as believers in Yeshua, as believers in Christ, are striving towards gets masked or lost in the sauce, so to speak, when mm-hmm. you have these big entities screaming with advertisements, come to my come to this church. Look, <laughs> we have a Starbucks right before you get to yes. the sanctuary. Like what is going mm-hmm. on? Like, okay, you know, it's almost become or we like have a lead I'm a singer. Right, we have that's super popular. That's super popular. Come over here, like it's just like these billboards constantly up of like um, promoting the entertainment of following quote unquote Jesus as opposed to the nitty gritty of it takes work to have a relationship with him. You know, well, that's true. So. It's very disheartening and it turns people away. Like, you know, why would I wait in line to get Starbucks and then go sit in the pew and I'm nice and warm and then I complain that the air conditioning is up too high? But what did you learn? Oh, and you ask somebody, (laughs) what did they learn at the end of service? Oh, I just, I don't know. It was a good sermon. Okay, what was the sermon about? I don't know. It just was nice. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, whoa, like, you're just checking off a box. All right, I went. Then you might as well have stayed <laughs> home. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I do. I, I do feel like churches, or I guess my personal opinion and feeling is that a lot of churches is just it's just another business. Honestly, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like if Starbucks, tax exempt. yeah, tax exempt. <laughs> like that's that's the best we business might get to have. Black for that too, but. <laughs> It's the truth. It, it's America. This that's how things work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you have like it's the sad truth. Yeah, it's like and 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 then you think about all the pastors who are this are and there then there's that this that statistic of pastors that are leaving, um, wanting oh, wow. to be pastors anymore because the goal that you know, is set out there is way too high or it's um, this ideal of like, you're not a great pastor if you don't have 20,000 members or you're not a great pastor if you don't have more than a thousand members. It's like, when did that become a trend? And so now you have a lot of pastors leaving the cloth because there's too much stress and or there's not enough resources for for support for these pastors who are out here um, yeah. trying to give yeah. back to the community, but most of the influx of the finances that are meant to be within the communities are going to these big televangelists and these big, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. entities that none of us have access to in person. Like, yeah, and, you know, and, I sit yeah. up, you, you sit up there and you be like, oh, I love... I love this person, but they don't know your name. They don't know <laughs> where you live. They don't know how many kids you have. If you have kids, yeah. you they don't know if you're close to. But you are like willing to hash out hundreds of dollars to these big mm-hmm. name brands 
And the, well, and, okay, yeah. And the pastor down the street is trying to get you to come over and support <laughs> him. So yeah. that he can help the kids have backpacks for school to the school that you live around the corner from. Like, what is so? Come on. There, well, you go speak on the the stats, Kate, for locally, the locally funds. Oh, no. I just oh, okay. had a, a question about something a pastor did. And I was, it can be viewed in two ways. Okay. Um, and I just, I think it's really interesting when you mentioned, like, oh, you don't we don't know what's going on in their lives per se if you're a part of like a, a big church but this one church um mm. oh i don't know if i should name names since i already named a bunch of names and i <laughs> oh yeah i don't care honestly but um so this one church just keep it so that there's no um yeah non-bias um it's a mega church and they raised a bunch of money through the year and they showed the congregation was like, okay, so this is how much money like y'all have given to us this year. And so we want to give back to you guys. So they gave, um, it was like a whole sermon of people just receiving gifts in the crowd, like, like Oprah style, like, oh, favorite come up and get your car, come up oh, and get your okay. house. This person came all the way here from, like, uh, somewhere in the Midwest, came all the way here, gave up everything, scrubbed the floors, didn't, they, they didn't, um, oh, yes, they, they didn't have any money to their name, they brought their kids here, they don't have a house, but they served the church faithfully for free, so we're gonna give them a house, and it's very interesting because while you're in the moment, it's like, oh my gosh, that is so great. Like they're giving back so much to their community through like cars and houses and money and understanding these people's stories and giving them back the money that they've sold into the church. Mm -hmm. But then the other side of the coin is what is, what message is that giving out to the rest of the congregation? Because most of them probably don't know the pastor on that level. And the other thing is, mm. like, if you're sitting in the crowd and you gave $5 or you didn't really serve for free and that graciously, mm. maybe you're feeling like, oh, well, next year I got to I really got to ramp up my giving mm. so that I can get that back or that I can also be called on stage or mm. like I can it's like a give some get some type of thing yeah kind of culture that can be created so I would be very interested to hear what y'all think about that scenario and like churches that give back at the end of the year to certain people within the congregation um, I think oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that I don't know. I, I feel like it it could be a good thing to have, but also not a good thing to have because you. The not good thing is you don't like. I wouldn't want my congregation to be trying to do all these things to serve the church. They should really be focusing on their relationship with mm. Jesus. Like, what, you know what yeah. what is your soul going through? Not um your um. Financials is, financials is going through 
And it could be a good thing, though. Like, maybe the church could focus on maybe implementing some type of financial program where the congregation can figure out how to get out of debt or how to save money or how to invest. Mm -hmm. Like, it it could be a pivot point where it's not just about them getting it, um, but also everyone can kind of get something and just win at the end of the day. But Wow, yeah. That would be a really good program. Yeah. I think so, so too. It, like, implementing some, like, community programs or community access um, points for people to join. Re- or, pro- like you said, providing resources for people to sign up mm-hmm. to, and programs for people to sign up to attend. I think that would be wonderful. Um, what I think would be really, really awesome is if like a big church like that gave money to pastors who had smaller churches who mm. are struggling to maintain their buildings and maintain the upkeep mm. of their buildings. And if they gave that money to them and be like, hey, this is pastor so-and-so from this area that's around the corner and we want to be a blessing to his church. You know what I mean? So yeah. seeing mm. churches come together and seeing bigger churches give back to other churches within the community and say, you know what? They're 30 minutes away from us and they're, and we don't want to see this pastor mm-hmm. closed down. We don't want to see this pastor burnt out. We don't want to see this pastor leave something yeah. that he's called, he's been called to do because he's burnt out. Yeah. I would love to see that hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on Mm. burnt out pastors or burnt out burnt yeah. out elders who have yeah. been laboring for 25 or 30 years within a community and it's like well you guys I gotta close my church because we can't afford any more soup kitchens this year mm. like that's yeah. so sad and so and we it, don't hear it is I do believe though that this church did do that as well okay uh, okay. uh i'd have to go back but i do believe they gave a little bit to the church other churches in the area but also okay. what but that is still rare yeah, but also, rare uh, what also comes to my mind too is how is this sustainable for the guy who got the home like is like does the church still pay for mm. the home after that after he's ordered yeah, or like <laughs> i'm just saying like how how does he sustain himself like did, does he finally have a job now like or like a steady income or did they i don't know if it's a guy or a girl but did they have a steady yeah it was like a whole family. yeah like do they have now a steady income to sustain themselves now that they have a home and shelter to to live in that's also probably like yeah that's a yeah they place. they got a home but then next year they on the street like what what's going like that's that's not <laughs> yeah, good either that's but um yeah. so that's also something that you know to think about like is the church still paying for that house mm-hmm. or like who who where what's happening with the finances there now but I mean, it that is a blessing, yeah, though. Not a that definitely is a blessing. However, it's just, yeah, it just... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if everyone in the congregation would view that as <laughs> <Feel> that. <laughs> would, <Yes. laughs> would feel the blessing. That's what, I, that's what I was 
say that like people because I feel like it's human nature and even I um uh tell it on myself a little bit I'm just like well dang I wish I had done a little more this year <laughs> maybe I would have got a little something you would have been seen <laughs> and and I know I'm not the only one that thinks that way because that's just the human nature like if we think the same thing if we were in the audience with Oprah and she said, you get a car, you get a car, but not you. Sorry. <laughs> Try again next year. Like, of course you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, you're going to be like, why didn't I deserve anything? Mm-hmm. Like, I was having a tough year. I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I don't have a skill set mm-hmm. or I'm too shy to... um like uh be involved show myself in the mm-hmm. church but that doesn't yeah i just feel like yeah there's just two sides like you said what it, it's how do you reach out to those people that aren't reaching out to you mm-hmm. because all the people that they spoke about it seemed like they really reached out or they were really adamant about being a mm-hmm. part of the church and maybe some people do want to be a part of the church mm-hmm. but they just they're too shy or they just they don't know how or they need some extra pushing. Mm. Um, I don't know. That kind of went a, a, away from our message for the day about money. But yeah. <laughs> I guess. And at the end I don't of the day- think so. Like, I think that's like knowing people's personalities as far as whether they're extroverted or introverted or, mm. yeah. you know, everybody has different giftings. So that does impact how a person invests in a church. You know what I mean? Like, if there's not an initiative for, you know, the congregants to reach out to the introverted people who is a lot of people, it's a lot of anxiety for them to even drive into the parking lot and get out. Yes. Oh, my God. And see all those greeters at the door. They're like, oh, my God, how can I dodge the greeters just to get (laughs) into the building? Uh, You know? (laughs) Which, like... There are people that it's just like, why, wait a minute. We, mm. yes, yes, it's real. And some people don't want to. It impacts the finances of the church when you don't um, think about the different personalities mm-hmm. that are coming through mm-hmm. that door. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, like it is true. Like you said, Caitlin, like you said, Lisa, like at the end of the day, you know, somebody in that pew is not as like okay they might not be um great at home ec but they're great at like Mm -hmm. media or they not might not be great Mm -hmm. at media but they're great at like reaching out to the introverted people like you know what I mean so they're all equal everybody has something a facet of themselves to give to the church and we can't just reward one yes, facet yes. or one personality type of the church and just completely mm-hmm. disregard the which I also think types yes, exactly. which I also think aligns to our message of last week about the the old covenant and new covenant and how in the new covenant we're basically supposed to be sharing the gospel through our gifts like Mm-hmm. there's no like one way to go about it and um which also ties into um tithing and like if 
you know, yeah. or us mentioning that in the the last part one about tithing and is it really required of us to tithe in the church? And based upon that, you could just tithe through doing your own gift, like tithing through just through social media or or podcasting (laughs) or however like if you don't want to you know be an extrovert you want to be an introvert you know you go about your ways of doing that and so Mm -hmm. I guess that also ties into us bringing in the gospel portion and um there's not too much mention or discussion about um us having to tie because that again is um back in the old the old days uh where you had to make sure you aligned with god and you you know made sure you was right with him so that you know you all got a good relationship but now through jesus (laughs) we can tithe or represent our our um oneness with god or our relationship with him and through our gifts because he created everything. So it's, it's just us showing our appreciation of, you know, during his service through our gifts and purpose in life. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't want to bring us into the gospel portion as so soon, but uh, did you guys have anything add, to add to that? Um, that portion? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, for me personally, tithing basically was an Old Old Testament ritual um, with the temple and with Judaism. And I'm, again, to our listeners and those that are tuning in, we, I am in no way an expert in any theologies. We are just giving our personal opinions opinions and takes on these things. Um, but like Lisa was saying, at the end of the day, um, tithing was a once a year thing from what I learned, um, in the Old Testament, which is thousands and thousands of years ago, where people gave for the upkeep of the temple, because before Jesus came to earth to redeem and save lost souls, um, your way of um, being, your way of being saved was through the Judaic um, law and customs mm-hmm. of that time. Wow. And so the thing is, is when you're giving, um, people are bringing up Old Testament Juda- Judaic um, laws that doesn't pertain to our time that doesn't pertain to our gentile selves like yes we've adopted Mm -hmm. many of the customs and many of the things that Jesus has Mm -hmm. said but that doesn't um, he's Jewish but I'm gentile like I grew up Mm -hmm. you know not eating always kosher Mm -hmm. I grew up not always you know what I mean like I learned I was like oh that's nice to eat you know kosher things but I'm gonna go over here and eat some bacon yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean like and but I still love Jesus who happens to be Jewish like he's not expecting us 
to follow old customs, but he is expecting us to um give as we as the Holy Spirit right. as the Holy Spirit leads mm-hmm. us to give. Like at the end of the day, if the Lord tells you to give to three different you know, churches right. by all means do so. If the Lord is telling you to give financially, do so. If the Lord is telling you to give by joining a missions team to go over to Africa, yeah. by all means do it. You know, but we can't just tell people this mm-hmm. is what you have to do in order for God to be pleased wow. with you or for in order for you, you know, to maintain your salvation or in order for you to ma- maintain good standing within a church that, complex and legalism that America and our America lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, Americanism yeah. that are unrealistic. Yeah, it's also kind of ironic because if I'm remembering high school history correctly mm-hmm. um Although we can get into the, um, what do you call it, the, the injustices that have occurred from colonization. <laughs> the And I'm not going to go there, but we could. Um, the reason that a lot of um, Europeans started colonizing America was because of religious, religious freedom. So it's hilarious, like it's hilariously ironic mm. that today there are, there's so much legalism surrounding tithing Mm. surrounding what do you wear at church just surrounding everything within the christian Mm. culture that people ran away from and catholicism abroad in europe because in that time there were people that were like you have to give x amount of money to the church if you want to get into heaven you have to do good works if you want to get into heaven like there are all these restrictions and rules and how much money and how much of your gold and Right, um, like that you have to give to the church to be pros because they would say you're going to be prosper like you're going to have mm-hmm. prosperity on earth and in heaven if you give us xyz and um not to say all churches are doing that today but i do see how some churches um and some sermons lead people to believe that tithing equals prosperity mm. equals wealth and equals like getting into heaven basically like it's the right thing to do so it is very interesting and also yeah. ironic that we are seeing it this is repeating history because and then also um jesus was disgusted at the way that the pharisees was uh preaching or um implementing tithing or practicing tithing and he even mentions to the fact that you know they they're doing it incorrectly or the message behind it doesn't align with you know what he what jesus telling everybody so it's just it is very interesting um to see that there are two different messages going on and to you know to the fact of you know them spending money in the way that they're trying to collect money is it's not good it takes away the message Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, we all believe that, you know, the money is going towards the poor and the needy and helping people out. But it's it's still it not, not. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Cool. Um, it, and then they also talked about is. the uh, 
that most of the it is like the missions that they do or some of the churches missions that they do or like missionaries and stuff like that is actually some of the funds are locally or spent locally and a small percentage of that is spent um, for international missions which is interesting too wow. um and then it's also like, well, if the funds are spent locally or invested locally, like, why don't I really see it locally? Mm. That's <laughs> that, so that is also a question that just goes on in my mind. Like, why why don't I really see it? Um, is it because people aren't coming to church or is it just because of the demographics in the region that some of the some of that percentage can't be a big impact. Um, but mm. Yeah, but I don't know. And then also the article, one of the articles mentioned that, uh, you know, churches don't really tell the congregation how they spend their, their funds or finances, or um, they don't really have to report it as well. So, I mean, well, I guess we won't really know what, where the money's really going, but... I guess we just get a, a general idea of where most of the most of the funds are going. But I- yeah, and that's why you lose a, you lose a sense of transparency. Mm-hmm. You lose a sense of, and that's mm-hmm. why people leave because if you're not transparent, as far and if you're not held accountable every week or every day, as yeah. far as leadership and who's over finances people are going to be very inquisitive and then untrusting um and leave you know what I mean like see here we go again like like you said with this whole car mm-hmm. lens issue and with this whole like mm-hmm. we need another jet mm-hmm. issue and with this whole like we need another multi-million <laughs> a building trillion dollar whatever and it's yes. like what like I'm- Really? And I'm over here and I'm trying to work nine to five every mm-hmm. single day, survive a <laughs> pandemic, and you want me to do yeah, what? Because we're just paying their salaries. If we're really being transparent about what personnel means, we're paying the right. pastors, we're paying the sing well, not singers. But they get but yeah. like we're paying they the get pastors a, on the team. They we're get a small percentage of that personnel, but you know, in my in our minds. Yeah, the high percentage, of course, go to the pastors. Then, and and you know, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna lie. Like at the end of the day, if you're a patron and you love to see that, if you love to invest in somebody having a jet and a multi million dollar, you go ahead. You go right ahead. But at the end of the day, I ain't with it. At the end of the day, for me and mine, yeah, yeah, no, ma'am, no, so, sir, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. Like, like at the yeah. end of the day, I and I agree, and that's why I do BBC because it's and, like I can't invest or spend my time at one, especially at one of these big churches. It's like I'm just investing in in someone else's stuff, and that's <laughs> probably where I can have my own. Try to save my money and have my own private jet, or put my money. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? But that's why, like, I admonish people who 
do mm-hmm. the research, like sit down and do the research, sit down and see what's in your area. Like if that means I have to spend hours on mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat and find me a local church that is doing the things yeah, that I would see. like to see in the community and then let me join that and let me be a part yeah. of that so that way I can and then let me bring in people to be a part of it too and be like hey you guys here's this local church or here's this local pastor he's been in mm-hmm. I had no idea he was in this community for 25 mm-hmm. years yeah. how can we help him you know and they're out mm-hmm. there you know as opposed yeah, which to goes into- you know and being on mm-hmm. that smoke screen, smoke screen as far as look like here goes another one, and here goes another one. Just out here, like there's. Let's do the research. You know what I mean? Let's sit down mm-hmm. and be like, okay, who is in this community? Yeah, that we can be a part that's, of because there is people out there. It's just, true. it's just over. Shadowed by these yeah. mega, mega, mega. Yeah icons and and mm. congregations yeah you know they're yeah. out here they out here they're out here <laughs> yeah. and it's really and they are and it's really unfortunate when you hear like mm. pastors committing suicide oh. like the one pastor that um oh, wow. I think it was earlier oh, yeah, this I year who committed too. suicide yeah. Mm. because it's just too much trying to keep up with the demand mm-hmm. of trying mm. to be like Hillsong yep. or trying to be Which like, goes, um, you know, yeah. the next T.D. Jakes or the next Kenneth Copeland or the yeah. next blah, blah, blah. Like, you be yeah. you. You be you. But, and that's the thing. We have to tell people, guess what? It's, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is yeah. thousands of people are dying yes. every day. The reality is you don't have to give financially to mm. be important in the kingdom of which, God. Um, yes, that's a really important take. Which away. also had me thinking about uh, the one article when they mentioned about um, the new approach to the church or remodeling the church in the fact where it's kind of more locally, mm. where it's you and your friends or a small group of you really understanding one another making each other accountable and you know just making sure you are aligned and walking the steps with jesus and um and then you guys come together to spend your money within the community locally and um making sure that the funds is going where you're supposed to be going and i just feel like it, it it would probably be a stronger suit of people really walking with Jesus and following the Bible and things of that nature or understanding the Bible more and also their their lives. Um, yeah. Because yeah. in a sense, then, you know, that, that guy, the, the pastor who, you know, committed suicide or passed away, if it was more locally made and more stronghold on the other approach then he you know he might still be with us trying to get more people in and helping other people create their own or um Mm. models and stuff like that yeah but i think that for the most part 
like we still are putting the pressure on one person like we have to delegate other people to why does it have to be just one one pastor over that one church Mm -hmm. why can't it be multiple pastors rotating out so that they have time to spend with their their families that they have time to just detach Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the burden of caring for every single patron within Mm -hmm. the congregation that's the pressure like the we what we have to do is try and implement something that balances Mm -hmm. out this ideal this these wrong ideologies of Mm -hmm. what the structure of church is the the structure of the original structure of what quote-unquote church is a fellowship with like-minded believers in Jesus that's it that's all he didn't say you know some one day you know in the book of acts one day the church was at one person's right. house and then next week they're at somebody mm-hmm. else's house and somebody else yeah. it wasn't like a delegated mm-hmm. this is the same person every single week yep. that'll yep. burn you out it'll burn me out like sometimes i'm tired <laughs> well, of the same oh he will rotate y'all out like which the, makes you know, it sound like a business like a business but i do see like guest pastors uh, come in um but the thing with that is that how do you are are you saying like guest pastors or us like um a roster of pastors at the church that just rotate because if you just have guest pastors come a lot of people including oh, myself not gonna come <laughs> we're not as interested it's seeing a guest. Yeah, no, I would say no. I'm saying a roster of pastors to rotate okay. out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay, and then delegate. Like, I feel like, or also, you know, within. but what if some people should be able? To, I think that people should be others. able to ask for. Yes, but I'm just saying. I feel like people should be able to access them and be like, oh yeah, I talked to pastors the other week, or yeah, like. It, it shouldn't feel like these people are just mm. unattainable as far as like yeah know them knowing you and you knowing mm. them like you know what I mean yeah like your church is too I feel like your church from a personal perspective <laughs> I feel like your church is too big if you yeah. don't know who I am walking in and out of there <laughs> you don't know me at all mm. like at all like from my name to like it's your church is too big yeah. if you be like oh yeah I saw that girl with the red Wish beanie me. last week <laughs> yeah that's her she normally sit over there mm-hmm. but I don't know her name like you know what I mean like, no. and I also feel no. like you also mm-hmm. meant like no. not also just rotating pastors but also if we ourselves just want to fellowships just rotating within our own group um taking taking lead mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so people don't feel left out you know but as far as like the money thing like do your research pray and then follow the holy spirit Mm -hmm. like don't let other people legalize put this legalistic ideal Mm -hmm. behind how you should give and when you should give and who you should give to and what you should give to like you should just so, pray about so it I, like, I okay. wanted to end with yeah. the you know yeah <laughs> i just really enjoyed this article but uh, at the very end of the article at the it's uh what's the article i don't know <laughs> how churches really spend their money but on medium 
And at the end, they said, if we really spent okay. our, if we like flip the finances of um, basically not paying really personnel and the facilities, if we flipped it and actually gave to the community or gave impact, um, they said that, you know, we could relieve global hunger, starvation, and deaths uh, from preventable diseases within five years. We could eliminate illiteracy globally within five years. We could also solve the world's water and sanitation issues, specifically at places in the world where one billion people wow. live on less than $1 per day. And then lastly, they said we could also fully fund all overseas mission work. <laughs> That's if we just, you know, we we uh, focus where you know the money is flowing. We could actually solve some problems. We probably could solve climate change, wow. but you know, <laughs> we oh. we're not. So wow, wow, give up one building, plant trees. <laughs> It's mine. Yes. It would be great. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Unfortunately, we live in the 1% mm-hmm. realm of the world. And no, we're not thinking that way. And that's the unfortunate thing. But however, we can change it by that's one true. person at a time. Mm. Wow, you know? that's so beautiful. And that's the power of one voice. That's mm-hmm. the power of one individual. And at the end of the day, we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. and it's not going to change till he comes back and places his permanent kingdom in the earth. So at the end of the day, it's going to be that way because we live in a fallen mm-hmm. world. We live in a world where people are selfish. Yeah. We live in a world where people are not thinking about other people as you can yep. see with the pandemic, oh that's my goodness, like still ongoing, people which I now hurting. call a plague. It's a plague. It's a plague. Mm-hmm. Okay, it ain't gone nowhere because people are not thinking about people, Nobody. and we're not thinking about the mm-hmm. the group. And so, but that just goes to show you, from a secular to all the way within this quote unquote church mm-hmm. that um, money rules theme that yeah money rules and there are people out there that are trying we just have to continue to highlight the little man the little guy okay (laughs) find them them. they're out there y'all don't give up okay just just look past the smoke screen of all the hot messes that are out there of these big conglomerates of what we call quote-unquote churches it's very disheartening but you know we move forward by prayer we move forward by researching like we said Mm -hmm. and we move forward by reaching out across the table to like-minded and like spirit-minded and um focused people if we don't do that then it's going to stay the same it's not going to change Granted, it's better than what it was before, but at the end of the day, I want to see revival. Mm-hmm. I want to see diversity yep. in churches. I want to see people continue to get mm-hmm. saved, healed, set free, delivered, and whole. But, you know, Amen. how we do that is by pushing past and, like, yes, mm-hmm. highlight the fallacies that are happening mm-hmm. in the church, but also highlighting 
the good and and promoting guess what we got to do the research and find these um pastors mm-hmm. that's out here doing the work because quiet is kept the ones that are doing the work are not on tv yeah. every five seconds talking about I spit look at my new bentley <laughs> and look at my new maserati and i'm looking like, at a new gym they're not out here they're not Flex on tv they are they're getting right but they're getting their nails dirty. They're out here praying for folks. They're out here. Actually, there's many pastors mm, that are out yeah. here funding themselves. Yeah. Like or paying for their flight their, to go yeah. preach at the church that can't pay them to go preach. Yeah. And oh then flying back themselves back to preach um, at their church, their personal church that's struggling. I'm sorry, we about to wrap up this podcast, but I just got to get this out my system. Speaking of money and flying and this Please pandemic, do. I have seen way too many pastors of these mega churches. I'm calling them out because they need to be called out. They keep co- going around this country, guest speaking at other people's churches mm. when mm-hmm. it's a full pandemic. And I'm tired of it. Why are we flying around when we know we can get online? We do not need to be out of church. We do not need to be out of physical church flying all over this country just to speak to somebody yeah. else's congregation. Well, period. We're, we're all like it needs to stop. Period. Right. I'm tired of just go on with, with our and current technology on the, on the big screen. <laughs> not not helping. Not helping like, with the environment. On? I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. No, that's a good. You know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, yes, yes, the Holy yeah. Spirit covers us, but we can mm-hmm. use wisdom, y'all. We yes. can use wisdom. Yes, we have the blood. We can get delivered right. and have miracles, but but don't, don't put yourself it. in don't a situation mm-hmm. where you need a miracle. Jesus be like, they're not. <laughs> but but I already told you, you should probably stay home, like. <laughs> Wear a mask. mask. (laughs) I don't mind. Like, just put on. I'm not. We're not going to go there. But anyway, this was a great podcast. (laughs) You know what? I'm glad you got it off your chest. Because safety first, wisdom (laughs) plus Jesus is awesome. So, I guess it's up to. (laughs) That's all. I guess it's up to everyone to to choose whether or not they want to go to church or. How how they want to fellowship, whether that's going to church, yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow the Holy Ghost. Just follow the Holy Ghost, y'all. You can hear it for yourself. You don't need no apostle, bishop, pastor, prophet to tell you. You got the Holy Spirit for yourself. Just be like Jesus. Go there, and mm. He will literally say absolutely yep. yes or no. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, anyway, that was great. Yes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited that we we're doing this and thank you for taking the time to listen everyone and next week it's gonna be awesome yes thank you for the support to all our listeners and followers on social media and our email is holyreceipts at gmail.com let us know hit us up if you have any questions comments concerns or anything like that so Um, tune in next week um as we approach the holidays, it's gonna be get spicy and juicy. Yes. So yeah. All right. Bye well, everyone. Thank you guys. Talk to you soon.